1: You are now tuned to The Other Side with BOK Sports 98
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to The Other Side of Sports. I'm your host, Jeremy John, stepping in for Harold Laws this week. But we have our regulars, Aaron, yeah, D, yeah. Jeff. How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Another week. Jeff, how about you, man? Yeah, man, uh, another
2: week, can't complain, you know, just just on this push, man, for, for normalcy. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> Aaron, what about you, my man? Not me, life is good. Stay <laughs> just like this. That's right, you already know.
0: <laughs> Ain't nothing changed for you, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> man, we got a lot to get to, so let's just jump into this show. Monday Night Football last night, the Chicago Bears versus the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Rams beat the Bears 24 to 10 but the big news coming out of that game came from brian greasy the uh, the color commentator for the uh, espn monday night football telecast uh, he said during the broadcast that nick Foles told him that he knows that when uh, matt Nagy play uh, calls plays that is gonna be tough for him that uh that he's gonna have to um He's not going to have enough time for some of the plays that are being called into the huddle. Uh, are the Bears going to have to switch back to Mitchell Trubisky uh, for uh, because Trubisky is a more mobile quarterback? Uh, do you think the Bears going to have to switch to Trubisky? And I'll start with you, Jeff. Cannot play with him. Cannot
2: win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. Um, nah, I mean, I think I think they're going to rock out with Nick Foles. Um... You know, he probably would have to go on like a crazy losing streak or something, and then they might think about it. But when they made the switch, when they did, when the Bears had only lost one game, that told you that that had been something that they were thinking about. So for them to go back to uh, Trubisky like this fast, I don't, mean, I, I don't,
3: I don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is the thing. I, I think, like Jeff said, they already had their suspicions of uh, Trubisky. That is why they brought in Nick Foles to begin with in the offseason, because they knew that his play wasn't good, wasn't consistent. And so it made sense, you know, to bring in um you know Nick Foles after what he did with the Eagles. And so I don't really see them going away from that unless, like Jeff said, it's like a catastrophic or he gets injured. Um I just don't see them moving back to Trubisky. Uh, even with the, you know, the lack of passing time. But you got to realize he went up against the Rams and they have one of the most fiercest pass rushes in the league. You know what I'm saying? With Aaron Donald. So you're always going to have issues protecting that. So, you know, I I think as they play, you know, other games and other teams, they may not be the same. It's just one of those things where I think a lot of teams this year, maybe in particular because of the, the, the fan that I'm a part of, the team that I'm a fan of, our offensive line stinks and every matter of fact, every team in the NFC East, their offensive line stinks. So it's, it's, it's a lot of teams in the offensive lineman and the bears are included in that. It's just the differences. They, they have a better running game and they have some weapons on the outside. I I just see it being the same as usual, unless someone gets hurt.
1: Aaron, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I think it's identical to the uh, situation in Washington where uh, the head coach didn't want to have to coach the guy that he had anymore. So he moved on to a guy he was more comfortable with and he's going, whether it works or not, he's going to stick with it because if he flip flops, then of course that's like a check mark against him. So he's he's going to ride it out and see what happens. But also like they said, Aaron Donald in that pass rush uh, with the Rams is is ridiculous. They're not going to look like that every single week. At the same time, you got to put up one of three points.
0: Yeah. I watched watched the entire game last night and um, one thing I did notice was Definitely, especially that fourth in one call uh, late in the game where you end up trying to run a jet su- or a sweep with with Cordero, Cordero Patterson instead of, you know, an actual running back or maybe passing the ball. I've seen that. And, and I saw on social media, a lot of Bears fans that I follow where they've been mentioning stuff like this has been happening all season have you all been watching many bears games this year um yeah and i i I can't (laughs) say that i have i've seen a couple and they've been in
2: spots i mean of course they they just had the big victory on thursday night um you know against the bucks so again now that'd be another reason for them to win that and you see how the bucks have been playing as of late and And for them to, you know, then come back and lose this to to a Rams team that, you know, when they're at that top of their game, like they can beat anybody. So, um, yeah, I I, I, I don't, I I think it would be, you know, definitely premature to to jump out. And yeah, I mean, the Bears, like I said, this is, this is what they do. I mean, with Foles, you're just, you're going to get up and down play. That's why everybody was shocked when he went on that run that he did with the Eagles. Because that's not something that you know has been you've been accustomed to um, seeing his entire career, especially at that level. Even though he has good numbers, especially interceptions, uh, touchdowns and interceptions, his his numbers are actually amazing. You know, but it's been far too many times where you watch him do nothing <laughs> yeah. and
1: some of the play calling not- was stubborn too because when they shortened up the and got rid of the ball quickly they was moving the ball up and down the field but then when he dials up those plays where he got five and seven step drops trying to throw bombs where he can't even set his feet and throw the ball can't do it then right. they end up moving off the field so some of that is stubborn in coaching too because it wasn't like they were stifled the entire night there were times where the ball was moving when they got the ball out quick was in hurry up but then They would go right back to that default of trying to throw bombs. And not only does he not have the weapons to be trying to play like that, but you don't have the time. So some of that is coaching.
0: Yeah, I I remember one play deep in the uh in the deep in Bears territory where they tried to do the uh slant and go on um on Jalen Ramsey and it was Foles just didn't have enough time to really set his feet because the receiver was wide open. But did. but because Man. he didn't have enough time to set his feet because of that pressure, like ends up being a play that initially you sit here and say, Foles, how did you miss that? But then you're like, well, of course, he's going to miss it when he doesn't have time to set his feet and throw the ball. Um, let's get to the game that i guess is really uh big in the nfc we have fans of the washington football team here we have fans well we have a fan of the giants and for today's show a fan of the dallas cowboys let's talk about the washington football team and their thrashing of the dallas cowboys washington won 25 to 3 uh kyle allen posted some solid numbers but antonio gibson had career high numbers so far in his rookie year um also, let's just start with the, with the Washington football team. And I'll start with you, Jeff. Uh, what were some positives that you saw for, for the Washington football team?
2: Well, I, can, I can't even hold y'all and say that this week I saw the game. I was traveling. I had worked and stuff. But, I mean, just through, from highlights and, you know, some of the things that I've heard. Yes, man. Um, this is ridiculous, you know, man. Gibson had the monster day. Um, that yeah. speaks to, like like I mentioned before, I believe he has talent. I believe the only talent on the skill positions is him and McLaurin in terms of, like, young players and that you expect something from. But even with that being said, he hadn't had a game like this. And it's, it's fitting that it would come against Dallas because we know that you all can't stop anybody. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Uh, from from all accounts, like everybody talked about, you know how he ran. He ran well, and obviously this is being a career day from him. Um, you know, uh, Allen. Um, I mean, I heard you know he was okay, uh, and nothing spectacular, but I mean that's what you can expect. And you know, I, I caught the highlight of Dalton getting getting put out the game pretty early. That obviously didn't help you all's chances going to uh, is the dude like an undrafted rookie. He was, what was it? Seventh seventh round? round?
0: Okay. James Madison, last pick for the Cowboys. Yeah,
2: so, yeah, you pretty much knew that any chance y'all might have stood was out the window when that happened. So,
0: Aaron, what are some positives that you could take away for the Washington football team?
1: That they did what they were supposed to do. I mean, they're terrible, but Dallas is worse. And a lot of times you would see where they play a bad team and they play. I don't know if a terrible team can play down to their competition, but they just don't do the things that they can do to take advantage of the situation. And they took advantage of every situation. The defense played good. They gave up three points. The offense, which is ranked last in the NFL in rushing, like you said, uh, Gibson had a big day. They ran the ball at will, getting chunk plays five, six yards every time. Um, And Kyle Allen took advantage of all of the wide open guys and, and made all the throws he was supposed to make. He got some runs and big third downs um, when he was supposed to. So, um, this is, I think, what Ron Rivera was hoping to be able to get by making the switch. But unfortunately, they're not going to play the Cowboys every week. So, um, so. I mean, this is what you're going to get on weeks like this when you play the Cowboys. Like, this is all part of the schedule that Ron Rivera had
0: kind of targeted for wanting to get him in there. So we'll see how it looks the rest of the year. All right, so let's now get to the real salacious or exciting part of this segment. The Dallas Cowboys, they are getting slandered up and down in mainstream media <laughs> and social media. Yeah, owner, team owner Jerry Jones was on his weekly radio spot on Tuesday, where or today, where he... um was basically snapping on the on the radio show. Oh. Shut up and let me answer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what he said uh, and yes, when man. he was asked the question about <laughs> a being a void in, uh, of leadership on this team. Uh, yeah, you you then had Mike Nolan who during his presser yesterday, he was eating, I guess, food and he had Tabasco hot sauce, <laughs> and got hot sauce in his in eye. His eye. <laughs> <laughs> you got players still talking about, you know, just everything. Uh, talking about the game plans going into the, into the games every week, how it's, it, it's so uh, elementary at this point. And, and some people are saying it's elementary and some people saying it's too complex. I don't know, but we're getting too, two different things coming out of Dallas. Uh, Let's get to the big question. I'll start with you, D. Who is to blame for this embarrassing loss against the Washington football team?
3: I mean, to me, at the end of the day, it's Jerry and his son. I mean, you got to start at the top. And I think that's been the problem this entire time, ever since they got rid of um, Bill Parcells. You know, that was the last to me real head coach that they had um, on that team. All these other guys are just kind of uh, Marionette dolls. <laughs> That's all they are. They're just Marionette dolls. They're, they're nothing more than that um, to try it out there on the field. And I think Jerry has done a wonderful job in terms of what he does with that franchise, you know, making them America's team. Like he's great at doing that. Um, I think so. Even with Dallas being as bad as they are, the funny thing is, no one considers them to be that bad. You know what i'm trying to say like dallas is terrible i didn't realize they were that bad and it's like every single year it's easy to say oh the giants are that bad or the rescuers are that bad you know what i'm saying but when it comes to cowboys it's like even when all their old linemen went down it's like they can still win the division yes man it's, you know what i'm saying and i think man. now ridiculous. it's coming to a point where this coach you got from green bay you know his fresh <laughs> Just because he won a chip, but he had Aaron Rodgers, and I think Aaron Rodgers was the main catalyst of what his success was. And now that he doesn't have that there, um, he had Dak, but he doesn't really have anything else. He really is not that great of a head coach, and and you're seeing that the offense you got that young guy, you know, they brought in there, um, Kellen Moore to 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 be the offensive coordinator because he was young, and but he's not really bringing anything great to that offense with all the weapons that they have now granted that all line is is trash and without a good old line you know you run into these Well, issues. they got all backups in there right now right, right. and third stringers right. but yeah. then it's just like the mismanagement of the money for the right. roster because the talent is so top heavy in in all the skill areas running back you know they paid freaking zeke elliott the bag and he's playing like some super trash like one of the worst backs in the nfl in terms of pass protection fumbles I mean and drops he's like the worst in the league so it's it's all all a lot of bad stuff right now and i think it all stems from the way they put this roster together and they put themselves in a position where they don't really have enough talent on that roster they just want a lot of big names to bring more seats and now with COVID, you're not filling seats you got to be talented now and people can see it more i think
0: aaron who, who would you, uh, w- would you agree with D when he says that uh, the, this loss and the losses this season stem from Jerry Jones and the uh, front office? 100%. And it starts with the hiring of
1: um, McCarthy. Because first of all, when you hire an offensive coach and then force him to use the system that was already in place and basically not be calling plays and not implement his own offense, why did you hire him in the first place? because you, he's your puppet, essentially. He has a Super Bowl ring, so it's not like you just bring in another Jason Garrett. So he has a little bit of respect to to begin with. But he's not a rah-rah guy. He's an X's and O's coach, supposedly. So it's like you handicap him bringing him in the door. Then the cu- quarterback that you're trying to keep in that same system you don't even have under contract. So he's doing this for a quarterback that's under the franchise tag. Like, none of it makes sense. And it's all based on Jerry's ego and wanting to be hands-on and control what's going on with the organization. So he's got to eat this alone.
2: Je- Jeff, got anything to add to this? Yeah, no, I mean, pretty much echoing um, their sentiments. I mean, like you, you got to start at the top. I mean, all of the guys that he's paid the big dollars to haven't done anything since they've gotten paid nah, nah. which was ironic in the fact that he doesn't want to pay uh that because when you look at what Dak has done and the fact that the defense it's been better than this year but when it's that bad you you know how much stuff that the uh the quarterback the responsibility and like when you have to sc- uh, score every time like the type of pressure that puts on a, co- a quarterback and I mean it's been other greats that have had to deal with that obviously Peyton had a number of uh, you know teams like that and I'm not even calling Dak a great but my whole point is like if if like Peyton Manning couldn't get over the hump when he didn't have any defense what do you expect Dak to And so, like, you put all that money, as Aaron mentioned, on the offensive side of the ball, you have all those skill positions. You just pay Amari Cooper $20 million instead of letting him go, Um, you know. and, And it's like they just haven't really done a good job of who they've selected and filling out both sides of the ball. I mean, it's almost like, obviously, with Dallas carrying the moniker America's team, Jerry's just going based on the fact that Football at the end of the day is entertainment It's a business and it's entertainment And he's still getting bread No matter how good or bad they've been And so that's how he's Essentially he's built the team Because there isn't really much defense there
0: Yeah I would have to agree with all of you all It does start from the top Jerry and his son uh, Stephen Word came out last week that Mark, Mike McCarthy I guess and I didn't even pick up on this during the press conference when he was hired. The the word was went around that McCarthy, you know, went around the league and was studying football for a year and then, you know, during the hiring process that he told Jerry that oh I'm going to implement this this and that and then at the presser which I didn't see and or even notice you, he says like yeah I, I pretty much lied to Jerry and everyone laughed about it at the right. time yeah. and now it's looking like he really did lie and, to I,
2: Jerry. and I think I had brought that up on last week's show I was you know speaking to that fact I'm like not only is like was this family a clown and doing that but the fact that he admitted that at the press conference and I'm like this is the guy that you have Running your team So you
1: He's yeah. watching football In a barn I don't want <laughs> nobody That's doing anything In a barn
3: Watching football Right You you milking cows And goats And now you want to Talk football I'm going to tell you though This is the other thing And this is the, to me The biggest thing Out of uh, out of all of this Is that What are they going to do With Dak Now you think You had to pay him before Look at this team uh, Without price, Dak That going up he got to get mean, an MVP
2: vote this year, though. <laughs> nah, that Batman's numbers is going up, dog. He, a- no question, He getting that 40, 40 at the
0: bare minimum. Starting I mean- there. I mean I tweeted I was like look Jerry just had to be on the phone with Dak and just say hey let's keep it quiet already right, here's a contract don't say anything like pull a pull a Ernie and uh Ted Leonsis move and just don't even announce it at this point <laughs> yeah. you got to you got to bring him back after this uh, we we saw what Andy Dalton did and and I'm talking about what Andy Dalton yeah. did before he got injured right um Dak has been the deodorant for this team kind of similar to Tony Romo and if uh, Jerry Jones took care of Tony Romo, you better take care of Dak, who is younger and better. Like, does that's Dak only way
1: Do we Are we just assuming after they made him play under the franchise tag and then got his legs snapped like a twig that he wants to come back to this? Looking that's at the mess? Because his value not only goes up with the Cowboys after seeing this mess while he's gone, other teams are looking like, oh, well, damn, maybe we could bring Dak in and that not only right. improve as a quarterback, but it seems like he does a hell of a job for the culture of a football team
3: right oh with yeah him out leadership of him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: could you imagine like somebody like him in the washington locker room with some of these other teams that feel like they just it's just something that they're missing culturally to go along with the football on the field that's a great question yeah.
0: and it's uh, a great segue like to the next question uh at this point cowboys are two and five they play the eagles on sunday and um they're already down. Andy Dalton. It looks like he'll be out this week. He's still in the concussion oh, Yeah, he out. Yeah, he um, do, do you think the Cowboys are in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstake now? No, no. Because the Jets are never going to lose a game. Right.
3: <laughs> never going to win a game. game. Win a game. Oh now. yeah, my bad. So you mean me, the day?
1: But the winning game is to lose for the Jets because they got <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is locked up. <laughs> they almost tried to act like they was going to beat the Bills in my parlay this week. They I tried.
0: Was, they definitely but, tried. The dog, They know what they're doing over there What do you all have to say about I guess Cowboys fans or not just Cowboys fans NFL fans That say that Trevor Lawrence would actually be An upgrade for the Cowboys That's a fact But not this
1: year maybe He's going to be better than Dak ever was in, Well you can't say with a college yeah, player But I'm <laughs> as sure As I've been with any college player ever That he's going to be better than His ceiling is higher than Dak's seal that makes but sense Jer- Jerry Jones will be buried by that time though possibly so it's like Jerry didn't have 10 years of life left. But not
3: anymore. his son not his son though well that's fine but Jerry is gonna be yeah, he trying
0: underground by the time that manifests hey, Aaron you bring up a great point I think part of the reason why the Cowboys have made some of these moves um, or these desperate moves is because of Jerry's age and yeah. you know trying to go for every year is trying to go for this year and I think eventually the Cowboys are just going to have to say, you know what, we're we're making decisions for five and ten years down the road, and I, I think that's what what will have to happen for this team to to succeed. Uh, other news in the NFL: Antonio Brown, AB eighty four, is it eighty four? Is that his jersey number? I can't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's back in the league though with the tampa bay buccaneers one year deal he'll be eligible to play i believe week nine uh getting back with tom brady even though they only played one one game uh as a patriot uh the bucks are playing well right now do you think this uh addition to antonio brown this addition of antonio brown is gonna add uh add more i guess five well that let me let me rephrase the question. Do you think that uh this uh this addition of Antonio Brown's gonna be what pushed them over the hump and possibly be like a true Super Bowl contender? I'll start with you, uh D.
3: I think they were already one they were one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFC prior to this move. I, I mean they already have a lot of, you know, players at skill positions already. Um to me, adding him is just adding another piece to that puzzle. It, it may not manifest itself right away in terms of his production, but it's going to be, be hard-pressed to stop the Bucks offensively at this point. And it's even to the point now where Brady is back to the Brady hop in the pocket. I'm like, how did offensive line get good right. overnight? <laughs> right. Last year when they had whats his name in there, he wasn't having that same success. I, I guess maybe the players played better because it's Brady. But... His time in the pocket was insane when I watched it on Sunday. And 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 now you're in a situation where now you add Antonio Brown to that situation with all the other weapons that they have. You know, I, I just don't, I don't see anybody really challenging the Bucs. And their defense is still good. They don't have a bad defense. So they're a really p- complete team. And I think they're going to be, they're end up being the best team in the NFC. You know what I'm saying? And I take back some of the slander I gave Tom Brady. And I think Tom Brady is a lot better than what I gave him credit for. Um, um, yeah. i will be the first to say, it, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I,
2: that You you may feel that way, but at the same token, like, you know, we're not even, we not at the halfway point. So, you. you know, it is, there's some time to go. You don't have, because no, because everybody, all the detractors or, or all the people that are loving things now, they, they were, they were quiet when. The start didn't happen, or any, or when he's had bad games, you know, and so, and also the old line, obviously, just a couple of weeks ago, we saw how they looked against the Bears, and that's when he had to get in their face, and they've been better the last two weeks. So, I mean, you know, it's always going to be a week to week thing based on your opponent. I'm not, I, I don't think that you, you know, that's a wrong take. There, there are no question in the mix, but you know, obviously, Green Bay still there. I think if they see him again, it won't look like that. Um, Seattle's still there. Their defense is the problem. Yeah, that's you know, the problem. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could you could definitely you know say that the Bucks are the best on both sides of the ball, like you know. But as we know, in one game, like anything can happen. I think uh, in addition, like AB will um, you know manifest itself like in big big games because he's really like an insurance. Uh, policy because their receivers have been in and out the lineup, and Evans has been playing on pretty much that bad ankle all year, which means he's probably not even practicing that much. But if all of them were healthy, like it might, it might be, you know, it might be an issue. But in terms of, you know, players being in and out, whether it's Godwin, whether Evans not being 100%, um, you know, losing uh, what's his name, the, the tight end or whatever. OJ so, Howard. OJ OJ Howard you know I think I think you as you mentioned D um they were already set up good like this this can't hurt them especially with their rela- uh their relationship that they had formed and you know they genuinely want to see the best for one another and AB said he wouldn't play for another quarterback other than Brady so we'll see we thought it was some jazz the Bama wasn't line <laughs> nah, he wasn't. He wasn't. he got he'd a lot be, of touches somewhere else. but Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Because we talk about the Bears. Imagine if Foles had, had him like with Robinson and throw them deep bombs or whatever. Right. You know, these would look a lot, a lot sweeter, you know. But, uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting for next year, you know, not, not to get too ahead of itself. But because I, I don't know that he'll be back next year with Brady. But, I mean, hey. We'll see. This is audition. This cause this is his last chance. Like if he messed this up. It's over. <laughs> it's over.
0: So, um Bruce Arians, he is known to be a proponent for women's rights. And then we know what has occurred with or what has been alleged of Antonio Brown at this point. He still has legal issues stemming from a domestic violence uh claim. Is uh is Bruce Heron's being a hypocrite by allowing <laughs> Antonio Brown to be on this uh, roster? I'll start with you, Eric.
1: I mean, isn't everybody when it comes time for you to be able to cash in on a situation, people always look at it different. And so Tom Brady is a big advocate for, um, for um, Antonio Brown. And then with the injuries that were mentioned with the receivers and also coronavirus going around and you never know when you're going to have to Sit somebody for possibly two weeks, depending on when they test positive. He's trying to get up to get himself a Super Bowl, so of course he's being a hypocrite.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where, um, as as Aaron mentioned, I mean people a lot of times when it's you know benefits or to be uh, gained or whatever, they're kind of turn their head the other way. I mean, especially the fact too, when you look at, there's still uh, pending cases. He hasn't actually been convicted Of either one of these things yet So that's always something A person can also tell themselves You know uh, I want well, hey, I know he's in there But we want the, the court to You know Take their process And have due process And and so With that being the case Hey bring him aboard You know If if it was a conviction Maybe he would feel different <laughs> I mean, Or if he it was a heck, practice
1: he, squad player
2: <laughs> He would feel Yeah would definitely mm-hmm. If it was a practice squad player Like like jimmy johnson i'm sure you've heard the, uh, <laughs> the classic story uh, yeah. where like their backup bama fell asleep and he got cut and and he said well, what if that was michael irvin what would you that done he said i would have woke him up that's you right. know so so, so so yeah that's that, those are the two standards that we you know we all know takes place and that's in any industry like you when you're great at in an in industry you're gonna get away uh, with a lot more, or the company uh, will tolerate a lot more, versus when you're just a regular Joe
0: Blow, or you you're not that good at what you do. Uh, I just kind of thought about it. What do you all have to say about the NFL, in a way, suspending Antonio Brown for eight games without being on a team? Because that's essentially what, what happened. Yeah, he's gonna be out for eight weeks, and then he's gonna be playing for. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you think that was like a... almost like a goodwill gesture for AB? But the issue is
1: part of the reason he probably didn't get picked up last year after everything went down is because teams knew he was going to be suspended but the suspension never started. So if you're going to file a grievance with the NFLPA and be like, look, they basically blackballed me because they won't tell me how long they won't suspend me but because the team hasn't signed me, the suspension can't start. So you basically just eliminate the end of his career so I feel like in a way this kind of like kind of meeting him halfway uh, like meeting him in the middle to a certain extent where this is when it's going to end teams know so they don't have to deal with that part of it or having to explain that or having a roster spot for that you just deal with it once the suspension's over I think it kind of makes sense. That
0: that, that does make sense. Uh, and side note, you talked about uh, practice squad players getting released. We we actually had a practice squad player get re- released yesterday. Uh, Josh Hawkins, he was a cornerback for the Panthers. He was released because a video came out of him dancing in like a, I think it was some, some it was like a bar or like a Dave and Busters or some arcade, but he didn't have a mask on. So oh my that God. shows the difference That if you on the on the fringe of being on this team You're going to end up being cut in the NFL um, Let's now get into other news Let's now get to the NBA Word has come out that the NBA is targeting a December 22nd start date with a proposed 72-game season instead of 82. Uh, They're saying training camps may start as early as December 1st with the season starting December 22nd going all the way to July 23rd, 2021. I'll start with you, D. Do you think that's a great idea for the NBA or should they be... Pushing this back to maybe April, I mean, sorry, January or February and having an even shorter season. So let me ask you this I i haven't seen much of this, but are they talking
3: about doing something similar where it's a bubble situation or is it going to be kind of separate? You know what I'm trying to say? Because if this is what it was in these playoffs, then maybe so. Maybe they think, look, we're confident we did this, you know able to get through kind of a a playoff like a a, the the top teams in in each conference run through that then get to the playoffs and they have a championship with success without any cases um I don't know do you know Jeremy whether or not this is going to be something similar where they're going to have teams kind of quarantined or bubbled away um for an entire season because for them it's going to make a whole lot of sense this is about money so we just talked about that earlier if it's going to be beneficial they're going to do it um and I, I, just, I just wonder, you know, what is going to be the precautions they take. And maybe they're watching the NFL and seeing how they're handling it, you know, and they can improve on that because the NFL is doing it and they did it in the midst of it and didn't delay anything. So maybe the NBA is thinking, look, we can do that. I know. To, um,
0: to be honest, I have not seen anything that says that the season will be played in a bubble or if it'll be in you know home arenas no i bubble. have not seen anything yet <laughs> you know they're not footing so the bill
1: that's for that. a no yeah.
0: that's a they no <laughs> that go and that's the
3: that's to me the, the most problematic thing about it is in terms of the safety unlike the nfl where you're just traveling once a week um to play another team so you have a lot of time in between to get things together. I mean, they've been doing things with their quarantine quarantining teams, if they pop positive for you, shut down the whole facility. But in the NBA, when you're playing like every night or every other night, you know, it's a little bit different on how you're going to, How what's the process they're going to take to even conduct that season with everything that's going on. If you have, you know, all the teams playing, even the scrub teams, you know, not just the top teams. So uh, I'd just be interested to see how they kind of, uh, Control that situation as best as they can Because otherwise people going to let us see the NBA I, Personally I don't really I don't watch the NBA that much in the beginning Because it's so many games um, With 72 it makes it a little bit less But you know it'd be good for those those teams With superstars that do low management That have 10 less games <laughs> on the season I'll say that
2: <laughs> Yeah I, uh, I Haven't I haven't heard anything in terms of The bubble uh, You know a uh, situation either but the way It leads me to believe is that that like you all mentioned that they're trying to aim for playing in teams arenas, but like you said, the uh, obviously they travel way more uh, often because there are way more games in the course of a week. Like you could play up to three games in a week. You know, um, some some weeks it might be one two, but um, so yeah, traveling in this city and that city it makes it a lot tougher to contain. I'm sure they there probably would be restrictions in terms of the amount of, uh, you know, people that are, they could uh, hold in an arena. And then every state is still um, not on board with uh, arenas or teams having fans in the arena. So, I mean, there's that. I just feel like that December is definitely an early start date. I know they want to probably get their classic, Christmas Day matchups and stuff like that and start so I think what you said they were proposing like the 22nd or something was it mm-hmm. 22nd so it, yeah so they Christmas Day games right so, Right. so they you know if they did that then it would almost it would be a team's probably first or second game on the Christmas Day game that's what they're going for but I mean it's such a short turnaround they just ended the season in a normal season what do they have like four months off now I, I know they had to the break due to COVID, but you know the teams like Miami and the Lakers obviously making it the championship. Then they just have to turn around and and Braun being in his this will be his 18th season. Uh, yeah, it's, it it it'd be it's, it would be tough. I, I feel like they should push it back till um, next year to start, whether that be mid January or you know beginning of February. But December does seem a bit soon. And then they could probably, with that, they could even make the season even a little shorter. Maybe make it like sixty games or something like that.
0: I think the bigger issue for me, um, we're gonna see a lot more positive COVID tests. I mean, there was none in the bubble, and if, from what we're seeing, it doesn't look like they're gonna be do- be doing another NBA bubble, uh, we're gonna see positive tests. Also, if we're if we are, you know, looking at what the Infectious disease specialists are saying This winter is going to be crazy with COVID So it, I would like to Return maybe Late January, early February To see how things have gone Especially during, you know, we have Thanksgiving Coming up where a lot of people are going to travel We have Christmas where a lot of people are going to travel New Year's If I was a player, I'd be like, you know what Why don't we wait till maybe late January, early February And see where this goes And yes, I, w- I would Sacrifice some games and let's try and end the season like late June or in even July uh, because who are we competing with major league baseball that doesn't matter we'll take we'll take over um, and then you still have a couple months where you could then say okay we can start in October again and have an 82 game season what do you all think about that
1: they don't want to start in October they've been wanting to get to December for the longest time so that's the first thing, because they're planning, I believe, to just move forward with the season starting towards the end of football, which is December, around Christmas time, and then play through a little later in the summer and just keep that, that schedule.
0: I would love it. <laughs> I've been saying that on my podcast. I wish they would get to that where, you know, you, you play into the summer and make it like a true summer sport. I, I, I love it for sure. Um, let's get to the other news in the NBA that has happened over the last few weeks. Tyron Liu is the head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. I'll start with you, Aaron. Do you like the hire? Yeah, I think it was an obvious hire. He shouldn't have been an
1: assistant coach for this year, to be honest, but I think it makes sense. What
0: about you, Jeff?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to argue with that. I mean, he comes with championship pedigree. He uh, proved that he could coach LeBron and Kyrie. Um, So, um, yeah, I mean, it it seems like a
3: no-brainer. Indeed. I agree with all of them. Um, I think I always find it interesting how when a head coach – in the even in the nba can be but teron like what teron lou did doesn't get another job as quickly um co- compared to some of these other coaches that get jobs all the time <laughs> with no chips so i just i think it's definitely well deserved and i just say you know you want to see more of that you know you get
0: to become a coach based on what you've done you know what i'm saying so another new coaching hire, the Pelicans hired Stan Van Gundy, who's been out of the league when it comes to coaching for several years. He is returning and will be coaching the Pelicans. I'll start with you, D. Uh, do you like Do you like this hire? I mean, he, yeah, Stan Van Gundy is it, you know he's a good coach,
3: um, and I and I, I think I like more his color commentary. So if we're going <laughs> to see where he's at when it comes to coaching since it has been so long, you know, on the sidelines. Um, I think a lot of times these guys get the itch when you're just kind of watching games and thinking to yourself, "If I was coaching, I can do this, or we should do this in this scenario." Um, so he's gonna take his chance and see if he's even if he's even worth the stress, you know what I'm saying, to even coach the team. But I think I think it's a good hire by them. What about you, Aaron?
1: I mean, I don't know if that's the guy. I mean, he like DC. He's a
3: solid coach. Is that the guy you want to kind of
1: have attached to Zion and his? legacy or what's going to potentially happen or not happen with him I don't know that that'd be the case but I mean this is about par for the course for the NBA like like they say it retreads every couple of years they recycle the same guys who've been somewhere else and gotten fired so it's to be expected Jeff
2: yeah I mean pretty much uh, echoing those sentiments I like I don't think it's it's fine um we'll, we'll see and obviously he took um, you know, that Orlando team when Dwight Howell was young and, you know, he helped his game, um, leading them to, to the finals. Uh, also, they were on the cusp of the finals when he was with the Heat before, uh, you know, uh, Pat Riley came down there and they did win it, you know, with Wade and Shaq and, um, and them. um So, I mean, he can coach. Um, yeah, it remains to be seen in terms of, how he'll relate to the younger players, um, you know, of today and whether um, he'll be able to get the best out of them and, and see Zion grow. And obviously Ingram continue to blossom, but you know, um, Ingram obviously, coming to the Wizards. yeah, I know you hope so, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch. I, like we always naturally, of course you're looking for like young blood when it comes to coaching, but just like in all the professions, like they always will trend towards or, or lean towards the retreads who are usually obviously the Caucasian males. So That's just how it goes.
0: All right. And Jeff Van Gundy, he is in the running for the Rockets head coaching job, him and Steven Silas, son of Paul Silas. Uh, who would you like for this job? Now, Jeff Van Gundy's been... Uh, on uh, the ESPN telecast for what, probably 10 years now. Steven Silas is an assistant coach for the Dallas Mavericks. I'll start with you, Dean. Who would you prefer to be the head coach, knowing that you have James Harden and Russell Westbrook on the team? Hmm. I,
3: see, Van Gundy, I feel like he's more, he's going to be more about that defense. Um, so it made me solace in this in this situation i think whoever the coach is they need to have someone that's going to be offensively driven because of the the players that they have and i think that's why it worked with their with their ex-coach i can't even think of his name right now Um, dan tony dan tony that was a perfect marriage other than they played no defense but in terms of what the, the personnel was it worked great but it was never going to win a championship um I think Van Gundy is a is a, is a a good coach and I think hopefully he can get those guys up there to, to play some better defense but they still have to get that roster right I think it's that roster the way they try to run the small ball it's just not going to be effective to win an NBA championship at this point. Aaron so I ain't even
1: going to BS you and pretend like I watch enough basketball to tell you the difference between Van Gundy style and Paul Silas' son's style of coaching so we're <laughs> not even going to entertain that part of it. The only part I'll address is the fact that the NBA has changed a lot since the last time uh, Van Gundy was coaching, like a lot, not only like the style of play, but like the personalities, the salaries and the way that these young guys are compared to, to back then. Like I just I question whether he'll be able to jail or be able to coach somebody like James Harden and Westbrook without digging into the past too much. Like what's the guy that the Timberwolves in Chicago had that got fired? Like some of these older guys with the Knicks
2: now. So kind of get stuck in this old
1: way of doing things. And sometimes that can be a cancer to the culture and the chance of winning a team with some of these guys from different generations. So I just that remains to be seen for me he was a coach when he coached 10 years ago but the Batman coaching 10 years so I can't tell you what kind of coach he is now
2: yeah I mean it's obviously he comes with you know with with the respect and you know and the pedigree like even though he never won a title he did lead the Knicks to the finals I mean they lost to the Spurs Um, you know whereas Silas obviously I ain't is, seen nothing close is, since you say what no, the seen nothing close yeah, yeah. Yet. No, they haven't They haven't. um and whereas obviously silas you know he doesn't at this point really obviously have a resume to speak of in terms of being a head coach so you have to ask yourself will he be able to come in there and demand the respect of harden and westbrook and to get them to play because it's not like it's a steve kerr situation who's you know a five time NBA champion As a player and play with Jordan And Tim Duncan and has this You know like that he comes in with that NBA uh, You know background Of being a player like Silas's Son what's his name Steven. Steven Steven Silas yeah that that's not him So whether he can come in there And coach uh, Westbrook And, and Harden and tell, and tell Them like nah I need you to do This better I don't know that He could do that like the mean- fact that Right. yeah exactly like that's why like Ty even Ty Lu, even though he wasn't like some superstar or have you know the uh the accolades that curboy to the table he played in the league and you know he was a decent role player and that's why he could tell Bron you know shut the f up in the huddle you know when Bron was starting to talk like Silas wouldn't dare to say nothing like that to Harden or to Westbrook you know and so I don't know that he's the guy you want, you know, coaching them. Like if it was a young team with, you know, young potential stars or superstars, that'd be one thing. But you got established guys who've never won a title. Uh between those two, even though like you 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 both mentioned, like Van Gundy being out the game, I probably would, you know, err on the side of that due to his background, his pedigree and He has led a team, even though it was years ago, to the finals. I think I would take my chances with that versus Silas coaching them, too.
0: Yeah, if it was was up to me between these two coaches, I would have to go with Jeff Van Gundy, just because we have at least seen him be somewhat productive. And and this team is kind of in a win-now situation. Um, I actually would like to see maybe Steven Silas with maybe the Pelicans, you know, one of the you know maybe Stan Van Gundy with, with with the Rockets, but hey, that's that's that's. That's not for us to make that decision. Uh, let's now get to probably the most exciting part of this week's podcast. Let's get to our picks for this week. Um, I do want to remind you all what the uh, win totals are. In uh, last place, it's your boy Harold Laws with 48 wins. Uh, right above him is D with 49. Then we have Aaron with 53 and Jeff Leading with 55 wins Now, um, Harold has uh, given his picks already So so we don't have to worry about that Should we announce Harold's (laughs) picks before or after? Or should I just mix it up?
2: I would, I would say do them in the, in, in, within our picks right when right, right, y'all yeah, say yeah. that yeah. Mm-hmm. let's talk
1: no.
0: about
2: Jeff
1: trying to steal a pick for me what's going on
2: I wasn't I was my bad like I for whatever reason for whatever reason one of the jumps you had I mocked it because I got I got to check on the people in my rear view that's closest to me so like for, like Harold and them Bammers, Harold and D could have got extra games but I'm like who who right behind me let me count their number but yeah, yeah, now nah, what I did is a game that I had marked you actually for having. I I had marked it wrong. I, I said that you I had marked it as an X, even though over here I had marked it as you winning. So that basically was where that game was. So yeah, that was my fault. Was I'm about to fault. say,
1: damn, I gotta watch Hale and Jeff now. I nah, nah, that was, that, my
2: that was my fault, uh, <laughs>
0: All right, let's get to these picks. Week eight in the NFL. Oh Falcons God. at Panthers. Panthers are favored at four and a half. But before we get to the pick, uh, let's talk about the Falcons and how they lost that game this week against the Lions. <laughs> Todd Gurley unintentionally scored a touchdown with about a minute left in the game. Now, Detroit had zero timeouts, and they had to go 75 yards to end up scoring a touchdown on the very last play. Do you all blame? Name that loss on Todd Gurley, or does this defense have to actually play good, knowing that the
3: defense? Seventy-five yards is a long way to go to score a touchdown. I, I It's one thing to be a field goal, but right, I, I can't because you that scored
1: on. a touchdown. Like, stop, don't right. Stop somebody. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. So I think that's that's not on Gurley. I mean, he made a mistake; he shouldn't have scored, obviously. But I don't put that on his shoulders. The defense still had the opportunity to stop. And win the game and they didn't. And that's all now.
0: I I had no problem with Gurley scoring the touchdown, especially since they were actually losing at the time. You know, it's and it's your natural just inclination to just go for the touchdown. Right. And you never know that, okay, what if Gurley stopped at the one you Brought the clock all the way down, and then what if your kicker misses? I know it's a chip shot, but they do miss. So you would, you could have potentially lost the game that way. Look, the defense has to stop them, especially they had two passes that Stafford made that got. Them, uh, he, know, drew, guess, he, drew, he delivered a couple of dimes on that Yeah, and it's like, like and especially the yeah. last one that got them down there, he threw Man. that between three defenders.
2: So, yeah. So what's the chances you got to take when you you know you are down,
0: but like you said, as right. a
2: defense, the defense, yeah, you gotta make a play, you gotta make a play, man.
0: All right, Falcons. I'm sorry, Panthers are favored of four and a half. Harold has selected the Falcons. I'll start, I'll, start... <laughs> I'll start
1: with you. I'll start with you, Eric. Who you go with? Surprisingly, I'm taking the Falcons to cover,
3: not the to win the cover. All right, D. Yeah, I'm going uh, Falcons as well. Jeff.
0: Let me get the Panthers. alone, Long Rangers. No, I'm going to be with you, man. Panthers, oh, you they be- yeah, win yeah. this by by more than five points. Uh, let's now get to the next game. Jets rain, rain. at Chiefs. Chiefs mm-hmm. are favored by 19 points. Good, Nine. Good God. And they're going <laughs> to every single one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeff, who you going with? Chiefs.
2: I'm going to get the cheese.
3: Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. E. Ah, this is tough. I would actually call it just a cover, but I'll go cheese. Aaron. I'm tempted. That's
1: what Sammy I'm saying. Sammy Darnold. <laughs> 19? <laughs> uh. They playing in New York I, or they I, playing I, in Kansas City? I dig you. Kansas
3: City. City. Uh, give me the uh, <laughs> give me cheese. I can't even do it. And did y'all hear what the uh, uh, the Clemson quarterback said? Um, what's his name? Uh, Trevor, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. He was. Who knows? They had an interview. He was like, "Who knows? I may stay my senior year. I may not come out into the draft." <laughs> so yeah. he's already playing this little this little game right now because he's looking to see who's going to. He already know whoever at the top is going to be the one he dra- that drafts him, and he doesn't want to play that game with the Jets. He sees I'm what you go there, you die though. as a as a as a player, or you get traded. So. He already playing around.
0: This one's tough, man. 19 points is insane. Uh, <laughs> That's how what it mean is. How many did they just win by? The, uh, the, the Chiefs. The Chiefs, yeah. I honestly can't remember how much they won by this this week.
2: I, I believe it. I believe the score was forty three to sixteen. If I'm not
0: mistaken. Oh.
3: Yes, you're right. Like, it was something crazy. It was the run game that, that that And Mahomes man, and, only had one and, and the turnovers, the turnovers. Yeah, like, uh, they had to pick
2: six by Sorensen, and then the, they also had the kickoff return. But my whole point is, this is the Jets. So I mean, no one's picked against. I, I dare somebody to pick the Jets, but. It don't sound you know, like nobody going to jump out there. Give me the Quit. jet. <laughs> Let's, Let's <laughs> go. He's getting one more game on you, Aaron. He Just trying to get up, you, trying separation, but it's cool. I'm, hey, hey, you know, I got the Panthers on the first one, so there we go. You know, that's two right there. <laughs> Stretch that lead out.
0: Oh man, let's get to the next game. Rams at Dolphins. Two o'clock Viola time in Miami gets his first start against this Rams defense. The Rams are favored by four and a half. Oh, for the record, Harold selected the Chiefs in the last game. And for this game, Harold selects the Rams. He says that they will uh they will win this or they'll They'll cover uh uh Rams are favorite four and a half. I'll start with you, uh D. Who are you going
3: uh, with? Uh, I want to pick the Dolphins just because I, it, I, I, I just like Tua, but I'm I'm gonna go with the Rams, man. I, I, not for this game. If they were playing somebody else, but not not with this game. I, I'll mm-hmm. go with the Rams. Aaron, I'm rocking with Tua. Give me the Dolphins, Jeff.
2: Yeah, I mean, two of my guy, you know, um, but this is first start against the Rams coming off that performance that they had. um, Give me the Rams.
0: I'm going with the Rams also. The next game, Steelers at Ravens. Ravens are favored three and a half. We now have Lamar Jackson going up against Big Ben. Big Ben's been playing okay this season. And the Steelers are... Steelers are the only undefeated team in the league. Uh, like I said, Steelers at Ravens. Ravens are favored at three and a half. Uh, Harold is going with the Ravens. What about you, Jack? Of course. Man, give me the Steelers, man. <laughs> uh, Aaron. Give me the Ravens. All righty. Steelers. Uh... I am going to go with the Steelers on this one. I I think the Steelers continue. Uh, They'll they'll win by more than three and a half points. Uh, Titans at Bengals. Titans are favored by plus four. Uh, Harold has selected the Titans for this one. The Titans suffered their first loss against the Steelers this week, which was actually a pretty good game. Steelers went up big, but then the Titans came back and then they had a chance to tie the game, but their kicker, Steven Goskowski, messed it up for them. Titans at Bengals. Titans favored by four. Aaron, who you going with? Give me the Titans. All right, Jeff. Titans unanimous.
2: Yeah, I guess. yeah, our first unanimous. It only took what five games. Yeah, <laughs> we been whiffing on all the unanimous
1: joints. It's crazy. Now, it we, we
2: got we we got some joints last week. The Packers <laughs> was one. You know, it, it was it, it seemed like it was more than uh, normal. Uh, to be honest with you, you know. But yeah, normally you're right. Most of the time, like
0: we we whiff on them joints. Yeah, man, it's unanimous. Raiders at Cleveland. Uh, Raider, I'm sorry, Cleveland is favored by three. Uh, Baker Mayfield had a very good game, probably the best game he's had as a pro uh, this past week against the Bengals. But the big news coming out of Cleveland, Odell Beckham Jr. torn ACL done for the rest of the year. But they are favored by... Three points. D, who you going with? <laughs> he said the dial up. Did
3: you know? Um, <laughs> uh, man, the Raiders has been playing some solid football, man. I ain't look like it yesterday. Nah, you ain't lying about that. But It started off good, but it ended and really, really bad. Uh, <laughs> and then Cleveland. Let me, let me get the Raiders on this one. All right. Uh, Aaron, rate
2: Jeff Damn! Like I thought, I thought Bama was going to pick the Browns. I mean, I got I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with my regulars. I got it on the sheet, so I'm gonna
0: go ahead and stick with it. All right, it is unanimous because Harold selected the Raiders. Damn! That's crazy. Oh, they Raiders. That's super crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, look,
2: Aaron. And I, I looked at the sheet. We were like we we got three unanimous Jones last week: the Packers, the Chiefs, and the uh, Chargers So that probably was one of our better unanimous weeks. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
0: Colts at Lions. Colts are favored two and a half. Uh, Lions and Stafford get a last-second win, like we mentioned, over the Atlanta Falcons. The Lions are still in the mix right now, and especially with, uh, you know, how many teams seven teams from each conference making the playoffs so 14 teams lions actually have a shot at making the playoffs right now the colts are favored two and a half harold has selected the colts start with you d who you going with let me get the colts all right aaron you said that the colts playing
1: who
0: lions. the lions give me the line all right jeff
2: yeah, I, I, I like how the Lions been playing. They they've won their last two. They they should actually be, uh, what are they like uh, what are they, four and three or something like that? If I'm I not mistaken. So. Something like that. They should actually be five and two. Um I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and take the lines. I, I like I like how they playing, and I, it's it's hard for me. But they they've got me some W's this year, so yeah, I'm, I'm right gonna go take the lines. Yeah. And Harold
3: been slandering the coach too uh, for the line. <laughs> Patricia, yeah. You he's, know, anytime we
1: slander des- a Caucasian yeah. person <laughs> on this show, they start cooking.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's deserved
2: the slander for sure, but without like, question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he might he might finally be turning them Bammers around, but we'll see. But I'm, I'm gonna go with him this week. <laughs>
0: Harold selected the Colts for the record. Uh Patriots at Bills. Nine, nine. Bills, our favorite three and a half. Harold has selected the Bills. Patriots, uh, they just got smashed by the um ran over, bro. The 49ers. Uh, Cam Newton's not looking really good. Do you think Cam Newton's still dealing with COVID-19? Or no. is this Cam Newton?
3: <laughs> if, if COVID-19 is his mechanics, then yes, that's that's what he's doing for. <laughs> Poor Mac- yeah. Yeah. It, it, his mechanics are so trash and it irritates me because of how good Cam really is. And he does this, like he's pushing, he's forcing the ball. How good he can be. I just don't understand it. He doesn't need to do that. I mean, he was he threw an interception on a pass that was like five yards and he just threw it really low to the defender. I, I don't know, man. He's Cam is going to his old ways that he was in the Panthers in the last couple of years where he's just throwing the ball terribly and into the ground and overthrowing players. I, I, I'm a, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Bills, and I, I can see Cam getting sat, man, in this game for real, for real. It don't be surprised. What about you, Aaron? Um,
1: give me the Patriots.
2: <laughs> All, right.
0: All hey, right, Jeff.
2: Yeah, like I mean, everything that D says is like spot on. I mean, that's obviously is you know. Dude. The show goes back some years now. We've been around. And uh and, and and they know like that's always been my thing about Cam and why I, I in the end don't really rock with him because of the inconsistency. You know, I mean he had a season like the 2015 year where they where he won MVP and they went fifteen and one. But I mean he hasn't really even come close to that since. I mean, he's always been up and down. But with all that being said. I mean, it's coming close where like it's almost the the late hours for him. So I'm gonna bank on him needing to get it together and and the Patriots because it's basically like a pick'em at the end of the day. So. Uh, I'm gonna I'm go ahead and rock with the Patriots because if they don't, if he don't do this, he he probably will get benched.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm gonna go with the Patriots only because like I don't think Camp is gonna go out like this. I don't think he's gonna I think he gonna have a swan song this season. I, I think the Patriots and it starts here, so I'm gonna go with the Patriots. Uh, Harold selected the Bills for the record. Uh, Vikings at Green Bay. Green Bay yeah, or Green Bay Packers six and a half. Their favorite six and a half, Harold selects the Vikings. What? <laughs> wow, Harold. that's surprising. Oh,
2: this is why he's in last place. Like, you know right. Ridiculous.
0: No, man. Harold selects the Vikings. Packers are favored six and a half. Jeff, who are you going with? Packers. Unanimous right now, everybody yeah, on the show. Everybody
3: on the air. Everybody right. that's on the air
1: let's just
0: go to the next game Chargers at Broncos uh, Chargers got their first victory behind or with uh, Justin Herbert uh, Broncos got smacked at home in the snow by the Kansas City Chiefs the Chargers are favored by three and a half this is what they call the battle of the young QBs right now uh, Aaron who you going with give me the Chargers this also going on a parlay. Lock. All right, D. Chargers. All right, Jeff. Chargers. Yep, it is unanimous. Harold. You want to hear who Harold selected? He took the, the Chargers. Chargers. He took the Broncos. Oh oh my God. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: picked the Brahma. Oh. This Bama, though. And he loved the Chargers. How many times this <laughs> Bama pick the Chargers? Hunter Henry. Sport? Right, when he shouldn't have. And now he's not picking them. What is he doing, them? dog?
0: Oh man. <laughs> he ain't Saints getting no sleep. That's I what it, it is. is. It's yeah, yeah, the baby. Yeah, that's what that is. Saints at Bears. Saints are favored my, my. by four. Uh there's some rumblings about Michael Thomas being traded. We'll have to see how all that comes out, uh, how it all plays out. Uh, but I'll start with you, D. Uh, who you going with? The Saints are favored by four. Give me the Saints. All right, Jeff. Yeah,
2: I offer that performance from the Bears. I know it's week to week in the in the league, but off of that, I can't pick them again, man. Uh let me get the Saints.
0: All right, Aaron.
1: I'm riding out. Give me the Bears. <laughs> I'm going to go
2: with That joint ain't going on no parlay though (laughs) You right, because I did put something on
1: them last night They messed up my street
0: (laughs) I was undefeated in October Oh man I am going to go with the Saints Harold is going with the Saints Also 49ers At Seahawks Seahawks are favored by 3.5 Harold Is going with the 49ers He calls this the game of the week seahawks coming off of their first loss of the year 49ers coming off of a great win over the patriots the uh seahawks are favored three and a half once again i'll start with you jeff who are you going with uh seahawks to bounce back all right aaron seahawks d seahawks Seahawks for me too. Uh, 49ers was the pick for Harold. Uh, Harold's Harold's trying to he trying to get back in there. He trying to wow. get back uh, in yeah, somewhere. Yeah, he has to go week. against the grain. That's the only way you can come back. <laughs> this is the make or break for the rest of the.
3: Yeah, <laughs> get himself a, buried. He's taking, yeah, he taking a wild chance. Yeah,
0: he's <laughs> taking a wild chance on this week. Oh man, for the oh my! I was hoping this game will be flexed. Um, But it is, so far, the Sunday night game. Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Yuck. Eagles are favored by seven and a half. Uh, uh, Harold selected the Eagles. Uh, D, who you going with? uh I don't even know who to
3: choose. Seven and a half? They with their third you know string choose, quarterback, though. son. You ain't about
2: no, to go rock ahead, with don't the Jujio. What's his
1: name? <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> you're
3: right. <laughs> I'm over yeah, here, Tripp. Yeah. I'm just trying to prolong the show time. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> Philly. Oh, man, Jeff. Yeah, Eagles. Um,
1: Aaron. Eagles and on a parlay.
0: <laughs> right. it's, it's unanimous. Yeah. I'm going with the Eagles also. Absolutely nothing this week. And the Monday night game Bucks at Giants. Bucks are favored 10 and a half. Harold is going with, with giant. the Giants. No. No. Really no. Oh,
2: my oh. God. <laughs> He, this Bama gotta be. He gotta be O for when it comes to the Bucks. Like I don't know how many times he gonna keep picking against Brady. yeah. Oh, man. and he was slicing Brady mail. this
1: week. He said, "Oh, he the goat. It's not up for discussion no more." But I then thought. he
2: turned around and
3: picked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Nice. Of all I'm going need some sleep, man. That's all it is. <laughs> it's a sleep deprivation. Dude. Oh man, Jeff, who you going with? I got the Bucks, man. All right, it's unanimous on this yeah. side, I think.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is unanimous man I hope you all enjoyed the show wrap it up uh, shout out to where's Buffy uh, Bender knows best um, who else y'all be rocking with? I'm trying. To remember. I'm trying to do Harold's job right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, um, uh, sports reality—that's my podcast. Make sure you check us out. Uh, sports talk, Tasha for sure. We got to get it back on the show. Uh, pray for your boy Harold Laws and always, my man. <laughs> pray for that man. Oh <laughs> uh, man! Anything else before we get out of here, y'all?
3: Both. Yeah. Seriously. Don't do that
0: Definitely, definitely about that. Oh, real quick, there is one last, last topic I forgot to mention, and it does have to do with the Washington football team with it the Landing Collins injury. Do you think uh, Eric Reed should be on the phone with, or should the Washington football team be on the phone with Eric Reed? They already
1: called. He did not. Um, he didn't want to be on the practice squad, which he shouldn't have to be.
0: Right. Mm. That's
1: ridiculous. Okay. So he told him I I'm not, see, I did
0: not know that. I'm not rocking. I did not bro. know that aspect that he was asked to be on the practice squad. Yeah, that's that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. So yeah. Maybe the, the football ball a year and a half.
3: We <laughs> just, right. No, no, you go ahead. Continue. No, they just you know what it is. But I, we also forgot to mention that your boy, Des Bryant, getting picked mm-hmm. up by the Ravens. Practice squad. They, they are yeah. Yep. He got signed
0: team. to the practice squad a few hours ago. Uh, okay. So, yeah, Des is going to make his return. As a Cowboys fan, you know, on paper, if this is Madden, of course I'm taking Eric Reed, but I know Jerry Jones ain't going to stand for it. So, yeah. Um, so it keep losing. Happen. Keep losing. That's <laughs> like, what's going to happen. They act like they
1: hurting other people. You hurt yourself when you choose right. to be more racist than you are a football person.
2: So, just keep losing. Hey, but you know how it is. He's looking at dollars and cents, so he ain't really losing. You know what I mean? (laughs) that's how that's how Jerry
1: Jones got two. He ain't gonna live to spend another dollar he make, Jeff. If he never make another dollar between the day he dies and right now, it ain't gonna change his life one way or the
2: other. You know how them wealthy (laughs) Bamers beat up? You know what I'm saying? Like that's why box like the rest of us. That's why. uh, That's why them. That's why they so greedy now. Because it's like you. How could you want? more money than you already had but yet they still be they still be on it trying, trying to try finesse and get that money man so you you're not
0: wrong but hey that, that's how they be looking at it hey man well i want to thank you all for everything that you all do shout out to our boy harold laws hey everyone uh y'all take it easy peace you can all check right. out our podcast each and every wednesday on apple podcast stitcher google play just search Other Side of Sports, or you can follow us on Instagram, at OSS980.
2: Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me, how does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up?
3: We've talked about- Let me speak, how does that feel? How does that feel?